welcome to Dental Appointment, a podcast by two dental students aiming to give you an insight into the world of dentistry. We will be discussing all things dental related, from dental applications to life as a dental student. We will also provide you with an insight into our own experiences, as well as talking to other members of the profession about a range of different topics to get their views and learn about the different opportunities after dental school. My name is Ryan. And I'm Becky. And this is Dental Appointment. In today's episode, we are joined by Krish, our BDS4 student from the University of Newcastle. Thank you for joining us today, Krish. No worries, it's a pleasure to be here. Yeah, thanks for joining us, Krish. Um, Just to jump into the episode, is there anything that sets your dental school apart from the rest of the dental schools? Tough question. Uh, So yeah, I guess, um, I mean, Newcastle starts seeing like patients a bit later than um, all other dental schools in terms of like the course. It's we start in third year, whereas I know some other uni start in second year. But for me, I think that was probably best having sort of like a good sort of knowledge foundation, a good sort of like clinical foundation, and then moving on to patients. But then obviously, like moving away from the course slightly, I think one of the main things that sets us apart is the fact that we've got a bar in the dental school, which is quite nice. We've got the Crown and Bridge, um, which is our little in house pub for dentsocks every other Friday night. Oh, well, that's cool. And with regards to the like seeing patients slightly later than other universities, is that something that the university has sort of maintained or are they looking to change that, do you know? No, I think that's something we've had for quite a while, I think. It's mm-hmm. just sort of, that's just the way this, the course works. So like first and second year are really sort of anatomy and physiology based. And then after Easter of the second year, that's when you start a module called Key, key Clinical Skills. Mm-hmm. And that's all sort of handpiece skills, learning how to cut different types of cavities and things like that. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, the first couple of weeks of third year is your sort of clinical introductory course where you learn just like the basics of seeing patients, keeping notes, LA, and then after that, straight into the deep end with patients. Amazing. And then do you go on to, what is it you go on to do in like fourth and fifth year? So third year is just sort of, you go on to all the clinics, um, you have like rotations on oral surgery and things like that. And then fourth year is more of the same, essentially, while you learn more sort of clinical skills based courses throughout third and fourth year, but you're sort of let loose on all the clinics, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. So I think that's maybe how it differs then to people that maybe have clinical exposure earlier on, is that maybe you guys are thrown into pretty much all clinics rather than kind of building up the clinics is that fair to say yeah definitely because i think um yeah at the start of third year basically each day is on a different clinic so i think my one my timetable was monday you're on perio tuesday you're on peds wednesdays uh can't even remember what wednesday is <laughs> thursday was like cons <laughs> and then friday was sort of our outreach day mm-hmm. amazing so what sort of what patient is it that you see first is it perio or could it be any of it could be anything it just depends because each group has a different um cycle of the days and there's right. 10 mm-hmm. groups and yeah it just depends on what your monday is okay and how did you feel about that about the potential of kind of a lot coming up yeah i mean it was pretty nerve-wracking at the start but you sort of you get used to it and the staff are all really friendly so the clinicians yeah they're amazing they really look after us and the nurses are always there to help as well mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that's nice to hear that you've got that support so would you sort of say it's fair to say that it's quite a traditional learning style? 
Yeah, definitely. All of our learning is lecture-based, seminar-based. Mm-hmm. There's a little bit of the sort of more new sort of learning of problem-based learning, but not mm-hmm. a huge amount. Right, okay. And um, when you go on to clinics, do you kind of drop the amount of lectures that you're doing because you've kind of top-loaded that all the way through to third year? Um, in third and fourth year, not really. So there's there's a small okay. drop-off, obviously, to make time for mm-hmm. the clinics, but not a huge amount. There's still quite um, a fair bit of content to learn in third and fourth year. But then in fifth year, when we've got um, morning and afternoon clinics, that's when the sort of lecture content dies down a bit, and there's only sort of a few of the sort of last and final courses that they teach us. Mm-hmm. Right. And you mentioned outreach there. Whereabouts is it that you go for your outreach? So there's, well, pre-COVID, there was four different outreach centres um, just sort of dotted around Newcastle, all within about half an hour's drive from mm-hmm. the hospital, which is pretty good. Um, but yeah, I think like they're, they're quite good community centres. Um, they're not sort of general practice. They're sort of special care dentistry. Mm-hmm. So like larger rooms, more sort of um, sort of facilities to do things, which is really good. Mm-hmm. And how have you found sort of going on to outreach yourself? Yeah, I've loved it. Um, just my luck, I've got the one that's the furthest away. But oh. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, it's fine because there's always a group of people going. If you're lucky, someone in your group's got a car so they can mm-hmm. give you a lift. Yeah, but yeah, it's really good. And it really does give you a feel of practice because you get your own surgery, you manage your own patient list, which is great. And mm-hmm. yeah, it's really nice. And it's nice that you start that so early on as well, like in BDS3. Yeah, so it's towards the end of the third year, not right. from the start, obviously, but then yeah, mm-hmm. fourth year and final year, you get more of it. Yeah. And then from that point, you said that you're there every other week. And then how long are you doing that? Or is that just you there every other week all the way through to graduation? Yeah, that's just continuous. Wow. That is a lot of experience, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I think yeah. some other unis do like blocks on outreach. But yeah, we're quite lucky mm-hmm. to get sort of like a, um, just like an every other week afternoon sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, very much like a routine for you. Yeah, definitely, because yeah. it sort of just slots into our normal clinics. So in third year you're on all the morning clinics in fourth year you're on all the afternoon clinics mm-hmm. and fifth year is a mm-hmm. mix of the two so yeah for me at the moment it's just every other friday that i'm on outreach wow. um and to sort of follow on from you mentioned like clinical skills and like the first clinical exposure for you um could you tell us how what the clinical skills facilities are like at newcastle yeah so in newcastle our dental school and dental hospital are all completely joined in one building if you go right the way to the top to level seven, that's where our sort of clinical skills labs are. Mm-hmm. So we've got like a technical teaching unit where we learn sort of like the lab based side of things. And then our clinical skills unit where we obviously learn clinical skills. Um, but yeah, it's quite good. It's I think there's 50 odd phantom heads in there. And yeah, you can practice anything from simple fillings to crowns, bridges, endos, which is really good. Mm-hmm. Perfect. And do you start on the phantom heads? Is it second year you start in? Yeah. Yeah. So we do a little bit in first year, but not not much at all. I think it's just like a few sort of like taster sessions spotted right. throughout the year. But mm-hmm. like I said, first year is pretty much just anatomy, physiology, mm-hmm. and then second year mm-hmm. is when we learn sort of like the bulk of it. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. With regards to anatomy, do you have um, the experience with cadavers or anything like that? Yeah. Yeah. So in the first year. Um, we're in sort of like seminar groups and then you each got sessions with your group in the dissecting room where you mm-hmm. get access to all, like, all the specimens and so all the prosections and yeah you've got anatomy like lectures and stuff that just go through all the basics with you. Mm-hmm. And just to kind of go 
back a little bit. In terms of your first clinical exposure being that little bit later on compared to some other dental schools, do you get given the opportunity to shadow maybe the older years when you're not on clinics yourself? Yeah, definitely. So in first and second year, well, it used to be shadowing when I when it was when I was back in first year, but now it's changed to nursing for the old years, which is great because mm-hmm. you get a bit more experience, a bit more hands on instead of sort of just sitting in the corner and watching. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it's good that because um, obviously because of COVID, it's not really happened on the AGP clinics because of having to be fit tested and all of that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's good to see like the younger years just coming on to non AGPs and just nursing for you and helping you out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's good. And I suppose if you're not getting well, you still are kind of getting clinical exposure in a way. It's just seeing it from a different side with shadowing. Yeah, definitely. And I'm, yeah. it really does help, especially when you go into third year, because we have clinical partners in third year, so you end up nursing for each other anyway. So it's good mm-hmm. to have that little bit of um, sort of like previous experience. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So you're not too scared about assisting or anything like <laughs> yeah, that? <laughs> definitely. So you actually know how to mix alginate. Yeah, <laughs> or to yeah. aspirate. Or... <laughs> yeah. And I think it also must rule out that kind of dread of the first patient and just that unknown of, okay, what, what to expect. At least you you might feel a little bit more comfortable on clinics anyway because you've been doing shadow and nursing things. Yeah, definitely. It does really ease the tension. And the fact that you've got someone else with you there is great. So you've got, got another set of eyes on you just to make sure that everything's going okay. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Um, to sort of move away from like the clinical side of things, I suppose, um, could you give us an idea of what exam style Newcastle adapts? Yeah, sure. So in pretty much every year, we've always got like a structured short answer paper, which is um, just, yeah, like it says on the tin, structured short answers. So mm-hmm. you'll have a big question stem and then sort of like a few questions after that, which are normally like two, three, four marks. And then we've always got a single best answer paper, which is essentially just multi-choice, but mm-hmm. slightly harder in the sense that most of the answers can be right, but you're just picking the most correct one. <laughs> and then in first and second year, we've got OSPs, O-S-P-E, which is similar to OSCEs, but just sort of like the anatomy and physiology side of things. Mm-hmm. And then from third year onwards, we've got OSCEs. Okay. And do you do any sort of verbal examinations like vivos or anything like that? Yeah, so that's that's what our OSCEs are, yeah. So, oh, right, um, okay. Yeah, <laughs> strangely named, but um, yeah, each one has about eight to ten stations and mm-hmm. it's just, yeah, you're chatting with an examiner. Mm-hmm. And Perfect. then we get some role player ones as well. Mm-hmm. And then how often are the exams at Newcastle? So in first year, we've got January exams and then June exams. In second year, the exams are in March, so like your end of year ones, and then after Easter, you start key clinical skills. Third year and fourth year, um, they're in June. And then final year, you've got mocks in December and then your actual exams in May and June. All right. So it is sort of um, not so continuous. Like it's not that you have something every single month, but oh. but you do have numerous exams throughout the year. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, most well, every year we've got sort of like in-course assessments as well. It's like right. essays and case reports and things that are due. Mm-hmm. But yeah, they're not... Um, not as bad as revising for exams. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and how about like sort of being examined for like your clinical skills? Do you have any exams for that? Yeah, so um, over that key clinical skills period in second year, there's a, after you do everything, I think there's about nine assessments over that sort of period. 
and then yeah just as you're going through seeing patients we sort of get graded on each of our um like um, clinical encounters you get Mm -hmm. grades from one to four for each different aspect of what you've done Mm -hmm. and then we've got obviously like competencies and things as we go through just to make sure that we're safe beginners Mm -hmm. there's opportunity in other universities to do electives is that something that is an option for you guys yeah definitely sort of pre-covid i mean me and all my friends we plan to go somewhere amazing unfortunately that's <laughs> been cancelled but I think Newcastle did quite a good job in what they planned this year so they, we did a sort of a virtual elective with um, Fiji and Indonesia mm. so that was I mean close as we could get to a proper elective but yeah it was just good to meet students from abroad and just see what's going on elsewhere. Yeah and how did you find that? Yeah that was really really good um, it was great to just get to know other dental students just see how it's done in other countries mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and would you plan to sort of go in the future yeah I'd love to go in the future mm-hmm. um, I think me and my friends have already planned that if things are back to normal next year we'd go away and try and do something elective related oh, amazing mm-hmm. are the electives compulsory for you guys at Newcastle no not at all completely optional um, but mm-hmm. it definitely is something well from what all our friends and older years have said and what the clinicians have said it's definitely something worth doing mm-hmm. yeah I think that's the general consensus from speaking to a lot of people actually yeah so Chris you mentioned earlier about the the in-house bar in the dental school which sounds great for a, a wee way to de-stress after a stressful day on clinics um and what is life like in Newcastle itself? Yeah, it's it's great. So for me, I came from quite a small village, so I did like that sort of like the city feel of it. But it's not a massive city like London, Birmingham, Manchester. It's still quite small. It's got like a nice sort of town feel. But there's there's loads to do here, which is great. So even when everyone thinks that dentistry is a jam packed course, but you definitely do get time off, and it's great to just have so many different <laughs> things that you can do. There's great bars, restaurants and things in town and obviously nightclubs and night outs and that's always great if that's sort of your thing but then we've got so much other stuff to do there's a, um, a few beaches that are half an hour 20 minutes away on the metro there's a massive national park that's right in between Newcastle and Carlisle which is really easy to get to yeah there's just there's lots to do outside of the course which is great especially because you're here for five years mm-hmm, mm-hmm. It sounds like you're getting the best of both worlds, like the city or sort of city feel and then um, like countryside beach and things like that as well. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And with regards to where the dental school actually is in the city, in comparison to like whereabouts is it in comparison to the city centre? It's literally a five minute walk away from the city. Okay. Yeah, which is great. So, I mean between clinics or something like that yeah you can just hop into town get some nice lunch and then hop back back, yeah so it's quite Mm -hmm. accessible yeah definitely and i take it you moved away from your village and (laughs) don't commute to newcastle i mean six hours in the morning on the train (laughs) would be a bit a bit of a stretch yeah that would be extreme so how how do you find accommodation um in newcastle what's that like and the kind of cost of living side of things oh it's it's so much cheaper than back home because i live just outside london okay but yeah it's it's really really cheap here i mean if i tell you my weekly rent in the house i'm in now you'll probably laugh it's 63 pounds a week wow yeah I've, that I've, is got cheap. In, <laughs> I've got friends in london that are paying 180 a week so mm-hmm. <laughs> 
yeah it's definitely good <laughs> so with the dental school being so close to the city center is that where your accommodation is as well so yeah in um first year all the halls of residence are sort of in and around the city center mm-hmm. but then after that essentially you can choose where to live so me and my friends we've all got a house which is um, five minutes in the other direction from the dental school right. but yeah you can choose to live pretty much anywhere mm-hmm. as long as you can get in mm-hmm. and it's a good kind of access to the dental school in terms of you you mentioned about the metro and things a lot of public transport to get there yeah there's um yeah we've obviously got the train station there's loads of buses around um metros which is good unfortunately the metros don't go to where i live but (laughs) (laughs) and you mentioned before that the course is jam-packed but there is time to do other things and socialize and things like that would you say that there's enough time for to hold down a part-time job yeah definitely a lot of people in my year and in other years have got jobs at different places but yeah 100 percent. if you want to if that's one of the things you want to do you definitely can mm-hmm. yes. so with regards to when you applied for dental school um, i know it's probably a wee while ago now but um would you be able to describe the application process for newcastle yeah, sure. So, I mean, as with any other uni, it's obviously on UCAS, you apply submitting your personal statement, your character references and grades and stuff. And then um, you do set your UK cap um, as you apply. I think Newcastle's cutoff score is about 640 now. Mm-hmm. I think it's changed. It used to be 600 when I applied, but yeah, it's about 640, 650 now. Um, and they look at that more heavily than they do the situational judgment. So I know that's slightly different from other unis. And then, yeah, if they like your application, then they invite you for an interview. And I think the, my interview at Newcastle was probably the most relaxed of any uni that I had. Mm-hmm. It's It literally is just a chat with some of the staff, some of the clinicians, and they really make you feel at ease, whereas I know other unis love to sort of make you feel, try and take you out of your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Whereas, yeah, my Newcastle interview was literally a 10-minute chat, <laughs> nothing more. They wanted to get to know me as a person as opposed to grilling me with questions about, NHS contracts, the GDC and stuff like mm-hmm. that, which is really nice. Oh. So it's more of like a panel um, style as opposed to like an MMI? Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. sorry. <laughs> That's nice though. Um, and are these, are the people that interviewed you, are they people that are your, like now your tutors? Yeah, so I mean some, you get normally one member of the clinical staff and one member of the academic staff interviewing you. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so they were my lecturers in second year and first year, and now I see some of them on clinics as well. Oh, fun. And is that interview style still kind of adapted for the new cohorts coming in? Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's exactly the same now. I think last year the interviews were obviously online, but mm-hmm. yeah, nothing changed really. Wow. Nice. I think that would be quite good for those listening that are maybe worrying about interviews to know Newcastle is quite relaxed in that way and it is quite a nice interview that you guys get. Yeah, definitely. Not that other dental school <laughs> interviews aren't as nice. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, not that um, like the other style, MMIs, I think it, it's just, it depends on, it's like you as a person, like what you prefer. Yeah. Um, like I think me, I, th- I prefer like the MMIs. Yeah, so did I. Yeah, I well, preferred my MMIs to my panels, yeah. but I think just because Newcastle's panel was just so relaxed, it didn't really feel like an interview. Right. It just felt like a chat with your mates. Yeah, mm-hmm. well, that's that's really nice that that's how you felt. Um, sort of put the nerves at ease. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. 
because Newcastle was my first interview and yeah I was really really nervous because I've never had an interview for anything before mm-hmm. yeah so I went in like a, literally a bag full of nerves mm-hmm. and all they did was just ask me about things on my personal statement about me mm-hmm. it wasn't mm-hmm. anything difficult I just talked about me which is one of my favorite topics <laughs> so that was all right well, that's good and here you are now so it worked yeah, out well exactly. <laughs> <laughs> um so I've seen like on your Instagram and things that you have involvement as reps for some societies. So like, is it the British Society of Periodontology? Is that right? Yep. Yeah. yeah. And um, dentinal tubules. Can you tell us a little bit more about like how you got into these opportunities and what it is that you do? Yeah, sure. So um, start with what it is I do essentially. So it's essentially just promoting what the society is offering to students as um, as undergrads really. So how you can get involved things that you can do, um, like webinars, lectures. Um, yeah, there's there's always so much going on behind the scenes that a lot of people don't really know about, don't get involved with. But mm-hmm. there's so many different opportunities of things you can do as an undergrad, the things you might not have time to do when you're qualified. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, it's it's a really good opportunity to learn about the different societies, to learn to like meet sort of like, like-minded people that are interested in the same sort of areas of dentistry as you. Mm-hmm. And yeah, just to like network with professionals really amazing and how did you get into this sort of opportunity you so i mean i think for both of them i think i heard about them from old years so just um friends in old years who just said oh this is a great thing that i did check it out things like that Mm -hmm. but then yeah there's a lot on social media as well now so i think since i made my instagram i've learned so much about a whole host of other things that there are behind the scenes of that you don't really learn about in dental school yeah definitely I think like you're saying like it's about putting yourself out there um if you're wanting to sort of go a bit if you want to sort of divert away from just your undergrad teaching if you wanted to do a little bit extra yeah definitely but then it's like it's obviously not compulsory at all so it's just one of those things you just do it if you want to get involved if you fancy it yeah for sure for sure um and what would you say, like, the best thing is for you um, for attending University of Newcastle? Best thing, I'd probably say our Densoc. It's pretty good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, every university says, oh, yeah, dental society is the best. But um, no, I absolutely love it. And because, I mean, like any dental school, it's quite a small community. Whereas I think if you look at, like, medic societies and all of that, there's, like, 300 people in a year. Whereas we've got 300 people in our entire course. So mm-hmm. everyone knows everyone and it's nice that um yeah, we've got the that bar in the dental school and it's nice when like clinicians come down and have a drink with you and even though they're like telling you how bad your cavity prep was twenty yeah. minutes ago, <laughs> they're just having a drink with you and relaxing and yeah, it's good. It's a nice yeah. <laughs> it's a nice atmosphere. And is the society something that you're a part of at all? Yeah, so I'm the treasurer of Dentsock at the moment. Um okay. so yeah, in your fourth year you get the chance to apply for committee. Mm-hmm. Um but yeah, it's good because well we've had to move sort of to like a COVID friendly Densoc this year. So we've had sort of mm-hmm. a Zoom socials and things like that. Did a one in-person social a couple of weeks ago. But yeah, hopefully now that restrictions are lifting, we'll be able to do something more. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And do you have any advice for those aspiring to apply? Yeah. So just in your personal statement and in your interview, just be yourself because I, I do so like through my Instagram I get a lot of messages of people saying oh can you help me with my personal statement or with interview and practice and things like that and you see a lot of people that are trying to be who they think the uni want them to be but just be yourself and you will get through I think that's my main piece of advice 
Yeah, I think that's some really solid advice. Um, like you say, I think people get caught up in what is expected um, mm-hmm. sometimes. But yeah, just be yourself and you'll get to where you want to be. And you've mentioned your Instagram a couple of times. Um, would you like to share your sort of your username so people can sort of check you out? <laughs> yeah, sure. It's uh, at JKP Dental. Perfect. Perfect. And I think that brings this episode to a close um, and it's been great to hear all about what Newcastle has to offer um, and reminds me of our field day down there actually <laughs> um, which was a great laugh um, so thanks again Chris for joining us no worries it's been a pleasure to be here yeah thank thanks. you it's nice to meet you as well We are really enjoying making these episodes and we hope you have found them interesting and learned a little more about dentistry. And you can follow us on Instagram at dental underscore appointment to keep up to date with us. Until our next episode. Bye. Bye.